What's peas and carrots? What's the what do they test when they speak? The, the speakers, the actors. Yeah, no. Peas and carrots is for when you are pretending to make conversation in the background. Yeah, but you're not. So if we were to just do like peas and carrots, peas and carrots. Yeah, but what do they say? Well, what is it that they say? In theater or something like that, in the back to get their fucking mouths working. Cackledy wackledy bappledy do. Have <laughs> I got a story for you? Brian's like a fantastic witch. That's me. Welcome to Breakfast with Your Friends, episode 50 Airhorn Noises. We made it to it happens. a milestone. What, how how did this happen I think his future historians are going to want to know how yeah my friend finally checked out our podcast and was like you guys are prolific and I was like yeah <laughs> we are prolific is a word yeah we definitely um, sprayed our seed for a while and Just we still are tr- it's still trickling place. still trickling out slowly drip drip we are we are <laughs> disseminating seeds with or it's very virile ear, ear virile seeds. intellectual ear seeds ear seeds they plant inside your head oh, and yeah. do we want to lose the rest of our followers yeah people <laughs> are like and we're this? done do you want to start over no no i think i'm committed <laughs> okay let's do this <laughs> i'm committed to the ear seeds that's the episode title and the episode. Yep. <laughs> Bye. It was nice knowing you. I'm Follow going... us at Carlin Frenzy on Twitter. Yeah. Breakfastwithyourfriends.com. Oh no, we made it 50 episodes. That's like that's like almost 52. It, it's almost a year of doing it of weekly, content. which we stopped yeah. doing. We don't do it weekly anymore. Right. Because Brian's too busy. I'm too busy with my my things your things brian's doing math all the time brian's really lazy on the weekends now is what it is he he wants his sleep back it's hard to get brian to feel inspired i'm That's not true i'm like too inspired i'm always <laughs> i'm always inspired i am i'm what i i'm actually highly sensitive and i get too inspired by things and i need to I'm so inspired that I can't do anything. What if we recorded when you were in a state of of too far inspired? What would you do? Probably talking talk about ear seeds. Okay, so we've caught Brian in a rare day of a rare moment of inspiration beyond the recommended level of inspiration. You don't know what's going to happen. You better watch out. You better get your ear condoms on. (laughs) Yeah. Because or, you're about to get orated. <laughs> I don't like this side of me. <laughs> the side. Please make it go away. It's. We're recording. You're too inspired. This is the consequence. This is happening. Yeah. Thank. No. So I actually I I do have some good news, which has been elevating my disposition a little bit that I've been accepted into the PhD program official. Mm-hmm. He the, had been in the master's program and his goal was trying to do really well 
and get into the PhD program and it happened faster than you thought. Yeah. It, well, for one, it actually happened. Right. But you were thinking it would take a few semesters, right? Yeah. Well, he thought that it was going to take a few semesters because of the application cycles. Um, I think the traditional one is that you apply in the fall for admission to the program and funding. But yeah. he was so special that his I'm advisor was like, hey, even though we don't usually do this, why don't you apply right now and we'll give you admission and money? Yeah, it was nice. Yeah. It took like, I think I applied and got an offer like five hours later. Yeah. So it was clearly like, oh, yeah, they. I'm wondering, like, part of me is just like, oh, they just needed to spend like the funding or they'd lose it. But then another part of me was like, no, no, I'm all that. Well, it's probably both. I mean, they did need to spend the funding or they would lose it. But they also had someone they wanted in. Like, if it's not to their benefit to spend it on someone who's unqualified, right. who's like gonna drag the whole place down and make them like be an embarrassment. And I am anything but an embarrassment. No. They were like, apply. Here's money. Here's some medical insurance, and you can teach people calculus, and you can work with one of your nice professors researching things. It is nice. Yeah. And, you know, I, so I have like a bit of a summer project to work on now. Uh, Going to be doing that. This should be fun. Stay tuned. About a year from now in the math papers, there's going to be a paper coming out with Brian's name on it. It's My name's all over that shit. That in, the, shit. in the author line in some place. In some capacity. <laughs> some, some placement, whether it's first, second, third, or fourth. <laughs> Or, or like a footnote. Yeah. Thanks, Brian. Thanks, Brian H. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I shouldn't have said your last name. I'm going to be published. It don't matter no more. In your bio on the paper, can it say like, Brian H. is a PhD student of mathematics at X University and co-host of the podcast Breakfast with Your Friends, yeah. a podcast about <laughs> nothing in particular? Something, you know, as much as I like the two worlds that I live in, I don't know if they can occupy the same space. Yeah, I mean, early on before we did this podcast, we were thinking of having either a podcast or a segment called Math Chat. I was going to say, we almost named this Math Chat. Yeah. I'm glad we didn't. Well, it turns out that there's really not that much that I want Brian to explain math to me. Like, I know, we had like one like half episode of trying to explain complex variables. Yeah. We argued about... Um, a Mobius strip. I don't know if that was on one of the episodes that got cut or that's one of the episodes that is published out in the world. But either way, yeah. we disagreed on Mobius strips. I'm sure Brian's right. He's the one who's <laughs> in math. But I just, I just, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't even know what my position was, but I stand by it. You are uncomfortable with the idea of something only having one side. I am uncomfortable with it. I am. That's what it was. And I remember it. Now I have, all the feelings are coming back. Yeah. Even though you can just take a pen and trace a line across both quote-unquote sides of the Mobius strip. Mm -hmm. So what does a side even mean? I think when you define a side, you've defined like the other side of it. Right, but... Anyway, let's move on. <laughs> let's move on. This is this is nothing. This is just going to embroil an old conflict. <laughs> yes, this is just going to get us mad. 
<laughs> not really mad. You're but... not going to get me mad. I'm just going to be like, you're wrong. Yeah. Well, maybe you should write your summer paper about the Mobius strip and convince me. <laughs> Connie is wrong. A dissertation. Yeah, you can do that. Well, congratulations to Brian for his Ooh. academic success. It was so your far. dream. It it was and still is. It was yeah, it was and still is your dream and you made strides toward it. It's kind of weird like thinking about what I wanted to do as a child versus what I wound up doing with my life. It's like a meme where it's like what I wanted to do as a child, mad scientist lives in a volcano photo. And then what I, what my parents think I do, and then it's like you in front of like you like Matt Damon in front of that. I was gonna say it's just Matt Damon. (laughs) It's just Matt Damon in front of a uh, chalkboard with complex math, reading it or writing writing on it or correcting the proof or whatever. And then it's like what I actually do, and it's like you um, in front of your computer with headphones on, looking at. like somebody a drawing of two balls touching each other fucking reading the same sentence over yeah and over. reading the same sentence over and over <laughs> god that's a mood right there yeah yeah by the way hint if you want to be a mathematician you're going to be reading the same sentence over and over a lot it reads the sentence over and over until it makes sense or it gets the hose i there are days i'd prefer the hose yeah <laughs> like, like uh, sir, Buffalo Bill, I'll take the hose, please. And the worst part is, is it's never a hard sentence. Like, once you get it, it's like, what the fuck was I hanging on? Like, what hang-up did I have here? Mm-hmm. Maybe as a test, the next time you get one of those sentences, you should write a little journal of, like, your your uh, journey, rather, through that sentence. Like, Oh, you know, that's a good point. You know... I like that a lot because there's something to be said about the things that you don't understand mm-hmm. as opposed to the things that you do inherently understand. Mm-hmm. Because typically, like, a student in, let's say, primary school, if they don't get long division, you know, and they spend a lot, like, they need to spend more time on that subject or, you know, trigonometry or something like that, when they do inevitably get that click the everything else typically comes really easy and so you'll wind up like kids that get behind in math often are behind in math because they're stuck on one thing right i don't know that everything's going to come easy though there's they could still they still have just as much of a chance at getting behind on a separate you know True, concept but there is a documented like bounding yeah at, like a like a right. rubber band effect that once that clicks like yeah if they're not too far behind in the curriculum then like typically everything will right. come easier if they've been trying all along and still trying to understand the rest right. of it but it's been holding them back from performing in it yeah and, and usually it's because there's some deep point that you yeah. know a, a a person needs to understand in order to like really grasp you know some people like take certain stuff for granted and then others won't be able to pro- like let's take long division for example you know how to long divide no i don't very well i hate long division well whatever right. <laughs> let's say there's people out there who can long divide but don't really think about it right you can get yourself in a state of confusion though thinking about long division 
and you're actually really digging deeper into it but it can make doing the process harder for a while until you understand it right but then when you do understand it it's way more enriching thinking about how oh base 10 like algorithms work and you know all this variety of different things that you can explore within like a simple subject like that and complications in understanding simple subjects usually arise from that well i had a stress dream that i was given given (laughs) a math exam by one of brian's professors this past semester and but i wasn't in brian's class i was in like an easier like math class that was appropriate for me and the exam was like super thick it was a bunch of like sheets of paper that I mean, there weren't that many problems on each one, but it was like maybe an, an inch, a quarter inch to an inch thick of paper. And I was like, Jesus Christ. Like, and I got to like the third page and it was like, <laughs> to fi- I had to find like the limit as something approached the perpendicular, which isn't really a th- thing you can do. And I was like, I remember Brian showed me this problem in his class. I'm going to try and remember what he told me about it. But like, I don't think that we learned this and I don't know like how to do find a limit anymore at all much less the limit when it approaches the perpendicular that is clearly a sign of some level of empathy on your part by the way like the fact that i'm giving you stress dreams i'm kind of offloading my anxiety onto you thanks (laughs) throughout the entirety give it just offload your anxiety to somebody who has an anxiety disorder (laughs) that's great i'm gonna call that a you problem that's triggered by you no i think i have a a lot of um school latent school anxiety in me from um times when i was in school having to do a lot of school work did you not like school i liked i did like school but it was still i had to were you an achiever oh yeah oh there it is i achieved all the achievements were you valedictorian yes you feel i knew you well we didn't have valedictorians but I was secret valedictorian. Look how smart you are. And here I am blowing off about being like, oh, yeah, I do group theory. <laughs> and you're like actually smart. But that was like high school. So. You had your shit together earlier than I did. I still. I, I went to high school. <laughs> yeah, well, that helped. You graduated high school younger than me, though. Yeah, that's true. But I it did. was. And I'll always have that. You'll always have that. <laughs> graduated before anyone. Yeah. You're like, it turns out to, to do high school, all you have to do is right away for a correspondence course to Pennsylvania, answer like 500 questions and send it back. I learned about meiosis. I know, I know like it was accredited through the state. So yeah, whatever. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying it wasn't accredited. Yeah. You know, what blew my mind is actually how nice the art class that I took was through correspondence. Oh, okay. Like I actually, like I would mail in art and yeah. get like you know they would write back like a page with critiques that's that's good there's probably more critique than you get in um a mediocre art class where the teacher doesn't care yeah and just has you be, i remember my seventh and eighth grade art classes did it was i spent most of my eighth grade art class throwing pencils over a wall into a storage closet <laughs> It was a performance art class. <laughs> Interestingly enough, with the kid that eventually showed me the homeschool program, because he also yeah. did that. 
You guys were too smart for the school you were in, and you were too bored. Yeah. I. You know what sucks, though, is I actually really did enjoy that class. Like, that was the class that we really got into uh, two-point perspective. Mm-hmm. You know what's ironic is that in gym class, they couldn't have paid you to throw something over uh through the air i'll have you know that i actually enjoyed basketball oh you did okay that's why you were okay all right like basketball may have ruined my body but i did enjoy (laughs) it well your ankle my yeah well my ankle my knees um running in obesity is not a great idea (laughs) as goes the ankle so goes the knees so goes the body so goes every i'm glad my hips haven't been fucked yet right well fucked up yet fucked yet. <laughs> like hmm well yeah. maybe there's a an only fans for that there there is there <laughs> you should start an only fans called like brian hip fucking hip fucker yeah, yeah. <laughs> brian hip fucker i don't really know i don't go on only fans so i really don't know what the naming convention is if they even allow you to say hip fucker i, in your I don't know title i i I have not been on OnlyFans. I haven't either. I don't really have a terrible interest to go on OnlyFans. I don't either. And so, like, what... I haven't been. I'd be interested if there's anyone out there that has, you know, to share your experiences with us in a way that doesn't involve how you masturbate. <laughs> I mean, you can send that to me. I don't know if Connie's that interested. Well, I don't know. You might be into it. Brian's like, actually send that to me yeah, definitely no. <laughs> i'm act- i'm actually actively soliciting i'm also if you have videos <laughs> <laughs> put it on my only fans <laughs> yeah you can steal oh those God. make an only fans account that's just other people's stolen uh, no that's other only fans fans fansturbating oh my god it's like the um genre of videos of people watching two girls one cup yeah it's l- Yes. Oh my God. It is. But less gross, but kind of still yeah, gross. Yeah, it's one of those. Um, what do they call that? What do they call that? It's like a whole thing, right? Like there's let's. It's like a let's play almost, but with only fans. What's a let's play? When you watch someone play a video game. Oh, okay. Oh my God. It's Twitch for OnlyFans. Worlds <laughs> collide. <laughs> watch me watch. Oh my God. Watch me watch a twitch streamer oh on twitch shit. oh shit this Whoa. is fucking wild no one would watch me because i would be extremely boring to look at while i'm watching a twitch streamer i think it'd be amazing personally i think you could put like <laughs> their content in like a little screen and then you and you're just making faces yeah and talking shit about different streamers yeah Oh my god, actually, you and I, yesterday I had an idea that we should, on the podcast, watch a movie and talk over it. What was the movie? I don't remember. Oh my god, it was a really good idea. Oh, 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 Love Actually. <laughs> I couldn't, well, I was saying, oh, I couldn't, I, I, it was fading in very slowly into my, where I'm like, 12 characters, Liam Neeson, Portuguese lady, Love Actually. 12 Angry Men. 12 Angry Men. <laughs> Yeah, no, we could definitely do something like that. I don't know, like, maybe we could make it, like, special content. Yeah. That way people could be like, ah. 
<laughs> just making moaning as they're paying us to watch it. Yeah. Well, Patreon. that was more of a like a like, oh, I don't like this. Um, what do you mean? Why would it be special if they don't like it? You well, mean so like protect them from it, it and not feel bad about missing an episode? Oh, I don't think anyone's feeling bad <laughs> about missing. Can we talk about how our um host okay anchor.fm our sponsor our host our best friend i will give them some constructive criticism it would be helpful if their demographic statistics <laughs> reflected reality because would... right now it what it, it according to anchor.fm you. All of our fans, including myself, yep. Inclu- and including like you, dear listener, you, dear listener, right? And pretty much several people we know who don't fall into this category are women who are forty-five to fifty-nine years old. That's the only demographic, according to our <laughs> Anchor.fm. <laughs> but you know what? It's still worth. I still like Anchor.fm because it's easy and it's free and we'll do an, an actual ad later but i'm just saying i'm not ragging on anchor.fm i'm just saying that you if you didn't know it are 45 to 59 year old woman and so am i and so are you brian it's okay i for one am glad to be a 45 to 59 year old woman and i think that we all have a little bit of that in us and maybe maybe the analytics is trying to tell us something it's telling us who we should be, not who we are. It's aspirational analytics. That's right. Right. It, it's nice to be that age and gender because it's, you're kind of like, you fully came into your power and into your sexuality. And you're like, I don't care anymore. <laughs> I have enough sexual experience that I know um, I'm hot and I'm not trying to chase after these fuckboys. That's right. It was spelled with an I, of course. B-O-I-S. Sure. B-O-I-Z. B-O-I-Z. Fuckboys. Ooh. I don't know. <laughs> I just, okay, so fuckboys is another of the things in slang now where I'm like, I think I know what it means, but I don't really understand. So I just sometimes use it for fun, but I really don't know what it's talking about. So we got to back up a minute. We had a lengthy conversation. We had so... By the way, we had so many so many good conversations on the way to the microphone believe it or not <laughs> and then when we got here all we could talk about was like coughing and like yeah <laughs> like just random shit yeah. we're our brains are all squeezed out we talked yeah. about like ejaculating into ears essentially for like a good too long you guys they're like we remember <laughs> we're, it wasn't we were l- there we were there and we fast forwarded no we were talking about just to back it up kind of give some exposition as to where we're at. We were talking about how, like, the new slang, and I realize how this is going to make me sound, the new slang sucks. It reminds me wholeheartedly of R.E.M.'s line, that irony is the shackles of youth. And I, th- it is vitriolic, nightmarish, and makes the world a worse place. The slang. Brian specifically referring to cuck and simp. Simp. And maybe stan, because I still think that's unhealthy behavior. Now what about fuckboy? Fuckboy? I'm okay being called a fuckboy. I'm so, I don't know. 
I was like fine by me. No one had, I didn't ask if you were okay being called any of these things. I think you were talking about whether you're oh. okay with. Well, that your changes obje- everything. Your objection wasn't being called a simp cuck boy, right? Your no. objection was being was Did that you say a cuck boy. I said a simp cuck boy, cuck boy. Yeah. <laughs> Meet the cuck boy, same as the fuck boy, but a little different. <laughs> the who? The who of the twenty first century? A fuck boy century. grows up, gets married, puts a ring on it, and becomes a cuck boy. That's <laughs> Christ. I hate all of this. You know why we started talking about it? You guys know it. it's no secret. We're from the the capital region of New York State. There's a town called Kuxaki. We don't live there, so don't dox. Whatever. We're not. Don't don't drive around Kuxaki looking for us. I will never be there ever. C o x s a c k i e. I'm sure there are other towns in the world named this. I no, I highly doubt it. So <clears throat> we, growing up, we would always refer to it as Kuxaki as you as you do um but now i realized we can also call it um cucksacky <laughs> because we now have not just the slang term cock that we can make fun of cucksacky with but cock <laughs> i i just googled cucksacky and it's a fucking hand foot and mouth disease other name is oh, Kaksaki disease. The Kaksaki virus, right? Yeah. That, that's also it's probably it's like Lyme disease. Yeah. Co- like named after Lyme, Connecticut, you know. Right. The the town came before the disease. It's not like they named the town after the disease. Well Yeah, I would assume either way, if that's what you want, Point you is, can go there. I was just talking about how now we can also call it Kuxaki instead of Kuxaki. I know. that, name, And then we started talking about the term Kuk. It has like the most unfortunate name. It does. So we were just, Brian was basically saying, do you want to explain what your objections to simp and Kuk are as slang terms? Um, well, okay. So I don't actually know simp too well. Um, I'm going to look that up quick. Do, 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 interlude. <laughs> I think it's like someone who's nice to women or something, but in a bad way. Urban Dictionary says. Oh, someone who does way too much for a person they like. Oh, okay. So it's not just a guy. Okay. So this is but kind it's... of, I feel like it's an analogous term. Or like a like a cousin term to white knight. Oh, yeah, well, there's probably some overlap, but yeah, white knight you... might not. The simp might not think that they're being like an amazing hero. They tilting at windmills and whatnot. They might just be like trying to ingratiate themselves with the person and giving them like flowers all the time and like presents yeah. and being like i'll do that for you 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 do you like me yeah i don't necessarily no. have a problem with that one uh my my contention comes more from cuck mm-hmm. i think it carries a lot of unnecessary baggage along with it a lot of uh and a lot of like i, I it brings along this like vision of masculinity as being like entrenched in a patriarchal society and saying that oh if your if your so cheats on you it's because you're a a fucking cock you're you it's your fault you've you're not man enough right 
you did there's something to be ashamed of if your monogs lady cheated on you because either you suck and that's why she did or you're supposed to be um controlling her better instead of both and so then it's like look at you you're a fool because uh having a partner that has sexual loyalty to you is paramount and this is like being called a cuckold has always had this connotation right like it's even back in um the canterbury tales has a story of someone who's being cuckolded and it's the same thing it's like oh look at this pathetic piece of shit Mm -hmm. like ha look at him what a loser like really is this the society that we want where like this is how we insult people I yeah, I mean it's like it's, there can be all sorts of reasons that you could be a cuck. <laughs> it yeah. doesn't mean you're bad. <laughs> don't mean you're bad. Don't mean you're good. Maybe you should have been more of a simp, and she wouldn't have got cucked. Yeah, just uh, saying. I'm fucking over it. <laughs> over all of this. Wait, didn't um Twitch or some speaking of Twitch or ban the use of simp or something like that? Some platform did. Yeah, yeah. I think it was Twitch banned the. Use I don't of simp. really understand why. Uh, perhaps know. because it's implying that like you're pathetic if you're a man who does too much stuff for a woman in reality you're just at at worst a stalker <laughs> yeah <laughs> I mean that's kind of pathetic but I mean like calling someone a simp might be putting lipstick on the stalker pig or it might just be unnecessary you could have someone too who's not a stalker but it just turns you off by getting you too many things it's like socially unacceptable i'm going to... <laughs> you're like you're like i wish you would be more of a simp yeah why are you i would love it if someone stand me and was a simp for me you know it might be extra behavior but i'm into it <laughs> And you want to be, you want to be, I can pretend I'm 25. (laughs) My coworker referred to, um, was basically saying like, oh, you know, even though you were talking to somebody like outside of where we work, you still got the tea, i.e. gossip. And I was like, oh, I was like, good use of of modern slang. I know that slang from the gif with Kermit in it, (laughs) (laughs) in the Lipton iced tea commercial. And then I was like, I said, here's some other contemporary slang that I know colon and then i said cock i didn't say yeah i know this was on a team's chat so i was like even though this is deleted in two weeks i'm gonna not get that bad into it but i said mood um and i'm already forgetting the other mood is good i like mood right i like although that is millennial that is actually old now at this point yeah um no it isn't it wasn't older well it wasn't my era of millennial Maybe your era. It is easily my era. Okay. It's for younger millennials. But, you know, you are also a millennial, so you you are partly responsible for this mess. I'm not responsible for what you young millennials do. We're all in this millennial game together. No, we're not. They keep keep trying to, like, hate on the older millennials. First, they call us geriatric millennials. I hate that shit. I know. It's so stupid. I'm like, hey, ignorant ignorant cuck zoomers let me tell you something the term geriatric means it refers to like taking care of like 
older folks in a medical setting. It also is used to refer to pregnancies over the age of 35. Can I... When I, when I say I don't like a word, that's not permission to use it constantly. But it's a joke. <laughs> that's the, the... This is the irony that I'm complaining about. <sighs> anyway... You let my whole monologue about geriatric millennials has been derailed. Yeah. <laughs> because I went on like a 15 minute tirade about something, you agreed with it, and then did the exact thing I complained about. You know why I think cuck has gotten so such legs that, as a term? Is it's really fun to say physically. Uh huh. It is. Well, yeah, sure. Yeah, that, I, I think that's why. I think it's a little like. It sounds like you're trying to get like a husk of popcorn out of the back of your throat. <laughs> if you're choke, if you're eating by yourself and you're choking, try and throw your stomach area against the back of a chair. And if that doesn't work, try and say that word. <laughs> See if you can force any air out of your windpipe and dislodge the corn that you were choking on. Don't eat corn alone. Don't eat anything alone. Just don't eat. <laughs> if if you're alone, starve yourself. That's right. That's. <laughs> <laughs> or just go outside near a busy road mm-hmm. and just put it like a lawn chair. Just like get your like plastic lawn like lawn chair that's made out of like plastic straws and eat your six inch subway sandwich. Just on the road um in front of your house. And wear like pink sunglasses while doing it. It doesn't work as well in the winter. It's like snowing. You have to well, looks like you better eat a bunch in the fall, that way you can hibernate planning <laughs> time management ever heard of it apparently not <laughs> bears Something's heard of getting it. awfully thin bears heard of it the animal not the subculture <laughs> brian's like hi <laughs> hi tiny little kissy noise <laughs> i think that for the most part uh generational delineations are pointless because I don't see a substantial difference in anything at this point. Like, half the time, fucking boomers were the same as we were, and they're the same as Zoomers when they were 20. That's the thing. is like With the generations, it tends to be more about where the people are in their life cycles. Yeah. And, you know, millennials now are becoming fucking obsessed with retirement funds. Which shocker, boomers did too in the when the, in their thirties, right? It's because you are twenty, ten to thirty years out from retirement, yeah. and you're thinking, "Oh, it would be nice if I had some money, so I don't have to work for the rest of my life." Basically, yeah, and yeah, exactly. So you know, and a lot of particularly complaining about boomers, I think, has always been kind of a. Um, I hate to be a wet blanket on mm-hmm. that like they kind of started the radical revolution in america and maybe maybe calling them sellouts is a little a little yeah. harsh for the accomplishments of an entire generation of people yeah i think you're right i mean when you look at boomers it's more where they are like in their life like were boomers annoying yes but they were our parents that's why they were so annoying. They weren't. They probably weren't as annoying when they were like twenty five, and in like hate Ashbury. 
doing acid they were probably cool but then when they became our parents and they were telling us like what to do and being ridiculous and forgetting to pick us up from things that they told us they would pick us up from. Well, that's the acid yeah. talking. Yeah, that's the acid flashback. <laughs> then it's like, okay, now, you're like, okay, boomer, like I told you it was three o'clock and now it's four fifteen, and I've been standing outside for an hour, and you know that kind of stuff. Um, but it's really more of where you are in your life cycle, and there's some differences. I mean, I'm sure that like our parents now in their sixties, seventies are different from when our grandpa- our grandparents when our grandparents were in their 60s and 70s in some ways but in other ways they're just like i'm kind of old now and i have <laughs> old people care- cares and i have old people concerns and it, you know i i think that's a really good point it is where people are at that i think most of these distinctions are made but it makes me wonder like what is it actually doing any good right like is it is it useful for people outside of like marketing departments or is this just another one of those ways for the ruling class to divide the working class yeah there's some more no. than once <laughs> marxism <laughs> <laughs> wow really had a cough there the, the history of the world was a history of struggles uh, master and surf <laughs> millennial and boomer millennial and boomer bourgeoisie and proletariat i forgot the second one really yeah. in the communist manifesto so that's why i was that's glad right. you keep, chimed in with the was joke one. and patrician no i don't think that's like medieval shit yeah feudal lord and feudal Fe- uh subject i don't know what those all were called but anywho so the um i forget what i was gonna say now sorry <laughs> it's the acid talking <laughs> just kidding i don't do acid oh in a lot of trainings for work various times it's it's bubbled up like generational talk and they've they kind of run through like stereotypes of the generations the last one i was in it was kind of refreshing that the whole talk of the greatest generation they're like they're out of the workforce we're not even gonna talk about them anymore <laughs> that's what they said and it's true <laughs> i mean they kind of are by the way talk about we want to talk about boomers and millennials being like arguing with each other about who's more narcissistic and then just completely ignore the generation that calls themselves the fucking greatest generation <laughs> yeah and that is kind of <laughs> <laughs> stolen John Mulaney SNL monologue joke, but it's so true. Oh, is, is that it? <laughs> I didn't steal that. I just you came up with it independently. I can't. You know. Yeah, no, it it's it's true. The Greatest Generation is a little bit. I mean, they may not have called themselves that, but they probably did. Someone's calling. They them started that. a whisper campaign, and they were like this fucking grassroots meme shit. Because somehow I don't think it was the boomers that were like, "Hey, like we need to change society from the Greatest Generation." Yeah, right. Like, like our parents are the greatest. No, it strikes me as like 50s propaganda. Yeah, and they're like, we're the greatest, and listen to us, or we're going to beat your ass with a belt. Yeah, oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Spare the rod, spoil the child. That was the greatest generation in town. Actually, some like if you go digging on YouTube, there's a lot of really great uh, exposure of the propaganda and brainwashing that the boomers were exposed to as children. From the government? From the government, uh, from numerous like nonprofits from like that era prior that in order to combat the Soviet Union created their own sense of like hyper vigilant order. Oh, yeah. 
in the country. Yeah. There was one I was watching that was a fucking how to, like, have a party, like, starring a bunch of 15-year-old girls. Mm-hmm. And it was this, like, like who to invite that isn't unseemly. <laughs> And, like, what food that, like, everyone will enjoy. And it was, it it really reeked of the level of, you know how in America we have this real fear on people controlling and creating a homogenous, like, government-controlled thing? That's what all propaganda was in the 40s and 50s. No, I know. And then this... The boomers, to their credit, were like, "This sucks. Stop, yeah. stop doing this." It was entirely too much. It was f- abusive, and yeah, like you get a lot of people in their sixties today that are still fucked up from the way they were raised. Oh yeah, well, also like in the World War II Museum, which I talked about in the last episode in New Orleans that I went to, I one of my takeaways was that not only would I have hated to be, um alive back then as far as just like the uncertainty and the violence but the the propaganda even for the people who weren't in the war about this victory garden bullshit and like here's some fucking ration coupons to get your corn and your food and i'm just like i hate that shit like and i think it's probably i was raised by a a boomer and you were telling me that none of that was actually a requirement that's what i've heard i think my probably my boomer dad told me that like it's that technically like one perspective from historians now is like we probably had enough food for people like they didn't it's not like it took that much to send over but we wanted everyone to participate but you know either way it was just a time of like um i mean it was a state of emergency and we see what happens in states of emergency i mean at that time they rounded up uh tens of thousands of japanese americans and put them in camps for four years for no reason well not no reason according to them but according to actual due process and them actually having done something to warrant them being imprisoned no reason the reason was paranoia (laughs) the reason was that pearl harbor thing that was going to happen in three years they did it after pearl harbor oh yeah sorry that was just (laughs) a really tasteless joke well if they had done it like three years before pearl harbor that would have been a feel for conspiracies but it was it was after because pearl harbor happened then everyone was like well there's a state of emergency now so you guys got to go to camps and they're like wait uh we're american they're like nope you're in camps <laughs> not anymore <laughs> well too bad your great grandparents were from japan so anyway when you're in the camp, uh, all the people who weren't put in camps are going to take your property and your houses I by the way i feel like that like the japanese internment shit is such a good case for having a federal id system Mm-mm. if anything against it i would say right i it would just make it so much like let's say we want to i don't know for some reason like monitor a group of people it wouldn't it be easier if we just knew how long everyone's been here be like oh yes this group that we're currently fighting i I don't fucking know it's all stupid they knew how long they'd been there it's just that they thought their ostensibly thought their allegiance was potentially to japan versus the u.s but you know what was interesting is the people who were in that those camps the ones who were like young men many of them had the opportunity to go serve in the army 
fighting in Europe, but still, they were like, well, you're too much of traitors to have your liberty and not be in a camp, but you're not too much of a traitor to go to Europe and maybe die by by Nazis. So anyway, do you want to languish in this camp or you want to go hang out in Europe and die? And they're like, some were like camp, some were like Europe. (laughs) So I, it's anyway, thank you, FDR. You, You had some good things, but you had some bad things. Thank you, Supreme Court, for ruling that that was acceptable. <laughs> Thank Womp. you, Connie, for using sarcasm here. You are welcome. Just to make it apparent. <laughs> Thank. Oh, by the way, thank you for nothing. Thanks, Supreme Court. For nothing. For nothing. Supreme Psych. Court. Yeah. <laughs> that was a sick burn. Thanks, Obama. That was a sick I'm burn. Sure, you're in. Obama before he was. Obama, what he did was got in a time machine, went back to the early '40s convinced fdr to round up the japanese americans oh, shit fdr was powerless to stop it to yeah, stop time traveling obama because time tra- time traveling obama then as now was very because, convincing because time traveling obama went back in time further to give child t- uh, uh roosevelt a uh give give him polio he infected roosevelt with polio <laughs> then traveled forward a little bit met roosevelt who had recovered from polio and was president at that point uh, gave him a really charming speech like Obama does tricked him into rounding up the Japanese Americans then argued eloquently in front of the Supreme Court on behalf of round the government yeah yeah (laughs) convinced the Supreme Court to uh state that that was not unconstitutional which it clearly was yeah but it's Obama so obviously you can't say no to him unless you're like Unless you're a racist. (laughs) Which back then they're like, and that's a problem. (laughs) They're like, that's how we roll, like the whole society. And then time traveling Obama was like, and I'm going to go back to the future. Where I'm going to have an insipid eight years. And do really well in law school. That's probably why he did so well in law school. Oh, yeah. Because he wrote the law. Yeah, he's like, I remember exactly what I intended when I wrote this. All, I am the interpretation. But also I was thinking that he when he was taking any kind of an exam could be like time stops. Oh, I'm going to go back. Go back and consult. He's going to go back and study what he later found out would be on the exam. I bet I I I, I bet he and Benjamin Franklin got along. Probably. I bet they fucked. Maybe. I mean, why do you think they would fuck? I don't they, they both have fun. that come hither look. Have you looked at a hundred dollar bill? Benjamin Franklin has like a permanent like sex face on the biggest bill in the country. Okay, that might be a you oh, interpretation. No, no, I am not alone in this. If you Google Benjamin Franklin sex face hundred dollar bill, Benjamin Franklin sex face. There we go. That's. I see a picture of him in a mask. I see a picture of him with lipstick on his face. On, on his cheek. On because his he's cheek. been he got kissed. Okay. <clears throat> I just disagree that Benjamin Franklin's look has come hither. I just don't see it. I'm sorry. If you're attracted to him, I'm not saying that's bad. I'm not attracted to him. I'm just seeing the writing on the wall here. Look at that. Look at that. We're looking at pictures of Ben Franklin now. And it's all the same photo. Anyway, thanks, Obama. Yeah, thanks, Obama. Okay, but now, what I wanted here to... we go. Here we go. 
This is him with his arms crossed, wearing his bifocals, and looking out over the top of them at the viewer. Uh Uh-huh. And you think that's hot? I'm just saying it's a bit of a come-hither look. I'm not saying it's, like... Well, you know what it is? I'm not standing. I'm just (laughs) showing what's there. What if you were, like, standing, which I didn't know, so I'll explain to the listener. Brian had explained it to me earlier. was comes from the Eminem song, Stan, about, like, the fan who's obsessed with Eminem named Stan who keeps writing Eminem letters and then Eminem never responds because he didn't see them and then Stan like kills himself basically so it's a term given to somebody who's like a crazy fan there um, I, I have put on my Twitter account a, a, a straw poll as to whether or not that this photo come hither look or not and and what do they click either come is it a poll or they have to comment yes I, and you'll tally it up I don't think I can make a Maybe I have to. Oh, you know what? So um, we can write this survey at, off air, but um, so so you are standing for Ben Franklin. So you're I am not. so you're writing letters to Ben Franklin, and when he doesn't respond, you kill yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Obama's not delivering them. Yeah. Obama. So I wanted to say I was talking to my friend who's listener of this high chase and we're talking about how we have he was saying that he has boomer tendencies and one of them being listening to bob dylan and liking bob dylan which i also do and you boomer and i was saying we're both agreeing that i also have some boomer tendencies in the sense that i am still mad about things that happened from the 1960s to 1980s okay um vietnam pentagon papers type situation the continuation of the war in vietnam despite several presidents knowing that it was pointless but just not wanting to be the one to be like oops let's pull out of this war iran contra iran fucking contra hello two laws broken at the same time in one scheme yeah two birds stoned at once that's fuck you oliver north i think that was the guy's name i fuck you william barr fuck you george hw bush fuck you you, ronald reagan names that keep showing up have you seen the twitter account where they just insert ronald Reagan like an arrow and point to when ronald reagan was president over random charts (laughs) no i haven't but that's funny it's brilliant and sometimes you're like oh huh i wonder if that had anything to do with that other thing yeah correlation it's not causation but there's a lot of correlations and there's one commonality which was reagan so anyway i was thinking of going to protests and just having a sign says remember iran contra we better we better think about it i'm still mad about it so i do feel that as an older millennial raised by boomers i have some boomer chips i'm going to carry on my shoulder (laughs) And I'm not going to drop them until there is accountability for Iran-Contra. That's <laughs> right. Till we try George H.W. Bush in abstentia, because he's dead. Yeah, well, <laughs> for his better crimes. late than never, I suppose. Try him for his crimes. You take uh, his coffin and put it in jail for his term and put it back. I don't have any boomer tendencies. No. I have, like... 19th century transcendentalist tendencies but that's different yeah you're where like, i just want to like sit in like a rocking chair in the woods yeah you do you do want to do that uh, and like sleep with ben franklin <laughs> no woods. he's too enlightenment era for me uh-huh he, he ain't my type 
He ain't my type. Okay, what it is I think about Ben Franklin in those pictures is he exudes a confidence. He's not the hottest guy in the room, but he's smart. He knows it. He knows he is. But, you know, he's not... He doesn't need... He, you know it, too, so he doesn't need to say it. No. He know, he he knows it. You know it. He knows you know it. And he you know, know that he knows. Everyone knows that the other one knows that the other one knows. Yeah. There, 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 there's... Right. And he's like, look, you see what you see is what you get. I have wooden teeth. It's not ideal. Wait, did he? I think they all did. Eh, probably. He's like, my teeth are falling out of my head. It's not ideal. That said... I speak French. <laughs> Voulez-vous coucher avec Franklin? <laughs> C'est <soi. laughs> That's That's really the original lyrics to Moulin Rouge. I want to make a somewhat hard pivot. Okay, I I have I have taken. I, I want to update you on my my fitness journey. Can I do that? Yes. Okay. I have finally purchased a Fitbit. Cool. Yeah, I'm taking it around for a couple of spins. I've been getting a lot of walking in. Mm-hmm. Um, my legs hurt. <laughs> Because of the walking? It may have something to do with the walking. Yeah, I think... So I've had, like, a serious, like... You know, my legs get very fatigued. And it occurred to me that I didn't do anything last year. Like, at all. Right. Exercise-wise. light walking. Right. But it was, like, few and far between. It was, like, maybe once a week. You had a time last summer we were walking a good amount. But I think you... That was still only, like, once a week, though. Um... Always like walking around your complex. That was less than I had maybe admitted to. Oh, okay. So you said sometimes you were walking, but you wouldn't really walk, or well, it was like very little. It's more like the it, it's more like a fib through omission. I told you all the right. times I was walking, but I didn't say all the times that I wasn't. Okay. Just by and far the majority of times. Okay. You were. Um, it's kind of like how I was lying about how much I was drinking by not telling you when I was drinking. Yeah, I was like, oh, I thought you weren't drinking that much. Like, yeah, I was. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of thought you might be because you kept like quitting, and I was like, I kind of thought you you quit before. And you're like, no, I was drinking the whole time. I was like, okay, <laughs> oh, all right. But you wouldn't drink when I would be around, so. I figured, and you wouldn't act hungover, and you didn't complain to me about being hungover, probably because you were trying to hide drinking, so. There were days I wanted to, I like complaining, so it was a yeah. little hard sometimes. You found something else to complain about. Yeah. <laughs> I, I worked it out. You I, were, you were. I probably whined about work that day. You were more talk and less walk back but, then. But now, I'm, I'm keeping You're it equal up. parts talk and walk at this time. I have actually walked pretty with some exceptions every day for the last three weeks yeah about two miles right and, and that's before you even got the fitbit so you got the fitbit a few days ago it's, the band looks fabulous it's sparkly pink i it's purple. it's mauve thank you okay fine it's purpley it's a pink it's purple ca- it's called rosewood tyvm okay well rosewood is brown anyway 
I know. I don't know why they call it that, but yeah. it is a, a like. It's not bright pink. It's a it's pretty a very tempered pinkish purple. Yeah, it is. It is nice. I like it. And you got that in the mail, and one might say magenta. It's not magenta. Magenta's bright. Well, magenta's impossible. Like, but, <laughs> like actual. It's the in with the whole colors of like fuchsia and all that. Well, pure magenta might be impossible, but you you can have like a dress or a band or cl- clothes. Okay, look at your keyboard right now. Brian has a fancy gamer keyboard. Yeah, that's purple. magenta, in my opinion. Your, your this key- is like violety to me it's magenta we have different opinions about colors it's fine we don't need to we can agree to disagree this is like the most riveting conversation for an audio format yeah. they're like well we can't see any of these i have things. a pretty band for my fitbit it's pretty it's vaguely sparkly it's it's pink purpley um and my god it's ultraviolet i have the kind with a gps on it so after i'm done going for my walkabouts i can that, like, I can download a map mm-hmm. of the trip that I took. You're like, yep, I went there. It's, you know, it, it sounds simple. No, it is It is fun. I have it's, the same thing on It's mine. pretty awesome. Yeah. And you it, can... it shows, like, there's almost, like, it gives you that little bit of geography that makes it, like, it gives, I don't know, give you, gives you a real sense of distance in yeah. that, yeah. like, a number doesn't. It's cool to see your little, like path and you're like i did that and it also for me it color codes it um as far as like the speed i was walking at that time and so i'm like i slowed down yeah. there i remember that I had to tie my shoe i remember i realized that i needed to get back for a meeting at one and i started speeding up right there <laughs> like it's i can totally like see it so i have the same gps thing and i, I enjoy it um it's nice having those things i think it does help help a person to work out because it kind of rewards you for what you did you know like it tracks what you did and and you can see it and you can be like wow this week i only walked 1500 steps each day i have been inactive you know (laughs) you can be alert to trends in your behavior earlier if you're so inclined it's you know i I'm not huge into like the notifications where it's like, oh yeah, go do your 250 steps for this hour. But you can turn that off though too. I can, but I think I'm going to leave it on because it does that little bit of extra guilt is nice. <laughs> you kind of like <laughs> I'm not it. Not going to lot. Like it I am thinking about it right now. Right. So, you know, I, after we're done recording, I'm going to be going on for a little gallivant if it's not fucking raining still. Unfortunately, over this weekend, which is the end of May, uh, it's like 48 degrees and raining. The day that I got this thing, it was pouring, Mm -hmm. and it's just continued to. Thank you, Obama. Thanks. God damn it, Obama. (laughs) Uh, But no, so I've been doing that. I finally quit Taco Bell. It's been over a week. Mm Mm-hmm. It's been close to a week and a half since I've had fast food in any capacity, which is real nice. Yeah. I my I don't get heartburn anymore. <laughs> Turns out it might have been related to the heartburn. Yeah. Brian has heartburn from like everything and nothing. Like the same foods can give you heartburn some days and no heartburn other days. I'm beginning to think it was just the fast food was giving me chronic issues. 
I think that was part of it. And also, I think seltzer might aggravate your Here's belly. The thing. I had like seven seltzers yesterday, day before yesterday. Yeah. Nothing. But yesterday you did buy Tums. Yesterday and, I bought Tums, but that's just because we're out. And you ate some. Didn't yeah. Because you? you had heartburn. I think, I think capers might give me heartburn. Hmm. Those little guys? Those little dudes. I think it's the vinegar. Hmm. I think vinegary things don't 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 work with me. Yeah. Well, you should go to a doctor. I think it might be because <laughs> now you got your insurance, and then you're gonna start your program, and you're here gonna have different uh, insurance. But you have insurance now, and you're gonna have more. You just have, have so, much, so insurance much insurance that you're gonna not know what to do with it. I'm gonna start. Just get all the elective. Just get like an MRI. Uh, maybe I'll get that HRT. What's that? A hormone replacement therapy. Oh, okay. That's what I thought, but I was, I was thinking of scan, body scans, and no, I was like, "That's not a scan." I don't want body. I don't. No. You don't want. An I MRI. already know what my body looks like. <laughs> we went to a shoe store the other week, so Brian could get new sneakers. Did we talk about this in the podcast? We didn't. No, because that. The, yeah, we didn't record. We did that last week. We and didn't record then. They have there a cool machine that you step on. And it, like, scans the sides of your feet as well. And it gives you, like, a 3D model of your foot, and then they email it to you. And they know from that, too, like, how high your arch is and your length of your foot and all that. And, you know, and and the guy was like, oh, we've had this, like, three years or so. And I'm like, I've been here in the last three years, and my feet did not get fancy scanned. That's because... They don't like me, I guess. They don't like you. They do, but they do they like me there. Your but... hot dog feet wouldn't even register. I know they wouldn't even. They don't allow people with feet that are thinner than like my. <laughs> you must hot be dog. this thick to ride. Yeah, you must. Your feet must be this thick, T H I C C to ride. But <laughs> I mean, it's accurate because I saw the 3D scan of Brian's feet in his email, and it looks exactly like his feet in it real life. It was a little uncanny. It was like I was wearing like, just like dark aqua socks right which you sometimes do the model yeah the color of the model but so you got that scan and i forget where we're going with this but i don't know where you're going with this this was oh you said you said i know what my body looks like oh yeah and you do and you have a documented image of what your feet look like don't you want the rest of your body scanned i'm perfectly content believing that i have nothing wrong with me okay sounds like a good idea (laughs) but you do want to get your what ails you cured which is mainly your belly problem which seems to have been mitigated by, by no time. longer consuming actual junk right can you imagine if you go to like get a physical and they're like how's this going and how's that going do you have any concerns You're like well i do get intermittent heartburn but when i stop eating taco bell two to four times a week it stops hurting and they're probably the doctor's probably like Okay. Two to four is such a generous number range. What, what was it really? <laughs> like four to seven. Four to seven times. Oh my goodness. A Taco Bell takeout order a day does not keep the doctor away. No, I'm very lucky to be alive. It's not healthy. <laughs> like, I've increased the amount of vegetables that I've eaten and I can actually like sleep at night. That's good. That's what they say is to add things in. Instead yeah. of taking them out, but also taking them out. It's a way to trick yourself into taking the other things out. Because you're yeah. like, I'm so full from, like, carrots, I can't even eat three burritos. And I think this comes down to, like, a really... This is going to sound real simple, people. And it almost silly how simple it is. But 
you know, chances are you like, um, in order to, how do I want to phrase this in order to get where you want to be? You need to do the things that you want to do. Yes, I know. We were talking about this the other week about how we've realized very simple, obvious things, but they're really true. It's so obvious. Like, like, so this is particularly with exercise. Mm-hmm. If you want to be the type of person that exercises, you need to do something that you want to do right. that gives you exercise. If you want to be in shape if you want to lose weight you have to not eat as many calories as you would have wanted to and you do have to exercise but in order order to do it it has to be something it has to be done in such a way that you want to do it right and i don't mean losing weight of course you want to lose well yeah that's just an example muscle mass but like the thing that causes that to happen has to be something that you want to do. Right. You have to, if you want to exercise, you have to find an exercise that you're, you enjoy enough to keep doing. If you want to eat healthy, you have to find a healthy food that you enjoy eating. Or you have to change your mindset to be such that you do like that food or you do like that exercise. Either way, one or the other, you're obviously not going to exercise or eat foods that you don't like for more than a few weeks at a time. Like it's unreal how, if you don't like enjoy it effective that is it be, it's so stupid well, there's like an entire cottage industry of like self-help books that essentially says that yeah but i'm not i don't need to make money off this it's I, free wisdom i think it's um fine to have those books though because at the end of the day like some people need it things said a certain way to them and yeah. obviously certain things hit people after they hear it um certain kind of ways or a certain number of times and so why not write your books if you can get them published collect yeah. your money get your advance um, i realized when we were talking about this last my my really obvious thing was that i have to do things in my life that i enjoy doing <laughs> <laughs> so i realized after i went to new orleans and i was like this is fun i need to prioritize doing things that i like isn't that wild yeah it's like so obvious but at the same time apparently not obvious enough to do them and you know what if you prioritize doing things that you enjoy you're gonna so and this is like this is one of those things if you stop doing things that you don't want to do you aren't going to spend money on those things that you don't want to do and you will have time and money to do things that you want to do that or in my case too like the inertia makes it so that it's easier to spend a week not going away on vacation i do save money i sit around and hang out and play two dots and listen to podcasts it's not unfun it's more fun than working but sometimes you have to get a little uncomfortable and and put a little effort into Mm. doing something that you know you're gonna enjoy doing travel you know traveling like it's just i'm thinking of the default I'm, of course, I'm thinking of food mostly. Yeah. Where Taco Bell is my default. Right. And so I was wasting money on right. something I didn't even enjoy. Mm-hmm. Well, that's, and that, that could apply to, to people. Like if you're doing a, 
maybe you're in a club, maybe you belong to a country club and you don't really like it. I don't, but maybe you golf and you're like, I don't like this, but I'm just doing it for appearances. We'll take all the hundreds of dollars you've been spending golfing that you don't even like doing and put it into a... Yeah. base jumping or whatever you like you do enjoy yeah, that's very dangerous free basing free basing cocaine whatever you enjoy in your life <laughs> <laughs> yolo right free free basing while base jumping that's dangerous that is the that you know there's the most dangerous game and it's supposedly hunting man for sport it's mm-hmm. actually free basing and free jumping what i like about the most dangerous game is that What's really dangerous, I mean, I know it's a play on words, the game being the sport plus the game being the, you know, trickery, but right. if you're going to look at game being the trickery, like, it's only the most dangerous game for if you're being hunted by a Cossack on an island right. in the short story that we're referring to called the, the most dangerous game. The most dangerous game is actually lawn darts. <laughs> the most dangerous game is the stupid axe throwing. Or, I've watched a video of one of those things bouncing yeah, back. no shit. What were we looking at? Oh, we were, um, you were deleting pictures from your phone and you had pictures of like somebody took their kids axe throwing or something. No. And I was just like. What a healthy activity to send an eight-year-old on. It's like, so, uh, ever think about the risk of a axe that your kid or you threw flying back at your kid and killing them or hitting them in the fucking head? It's just so close to uh, an actual horror story. It's so close to Final Destination that it's kind of begging for well, it. What, an axe th- like, I, I should open an axe-throwing establishment and call it Freak Accident. That's a pun. I hate it. I hate it so much. <laughs> freak Accident. No, hold on. Dear listeners, I hate pun- every day of my life... She gives me shit about puns that I make. And I want I want you to take a moment to really absorb this freak accident. And in the ramifications on <laughs> on hypocrisy and and double standards. It's not hypocrisy because I truly hate it when you do it. <laughs> I'm not breaking that up. That doesn't that doesn't make you less of a hypocrite. I truly do hate it when you do it. That is literally do as I say, not as I do. I have a little boomer in me. What can I say? Ugh. All right. It was <laughs> nice seeing you all. Oh, my God. Uh, thank you for tuning in to episode 50. Um, thank you for being with us for 50 episodes. More than 50 hours is more than two days of your time if you stayed up freebasing and base jumping straight through just listening. I'm glad we were here for it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, you can catch me on Twitter at Garland Frenzy. I do snarky political commentary, music, and art occasionally. Take Brian's poll. Did you delete it or you left it up? No, it's up there. Take it's Brian's there. Ben Franklin poll, whether it's come hither or not or something. I don't know how it was phrased, but I, I, it, he wants to hear from you. Would you fuck Ben Franklin, essentially? Yeah, uh, you know, think long and hard about it. Write a one-page essay and get back to me. In conclusion, <laughs> uh, you can find Connie. I'm on Instagram, drawn erase underscore. There's not really much there, but if you'd like to follow me, you, you're welcome to. I have an additional follower that I got this week. We'll see how. Long. She also has a really sexy Redbubble account where she sells her merch. A, I do have a Redbubble account. A few people have actually bought things from it, and if you would like to do so, you may. 
there's some breakfast with your friends merchandise there um which i think is kind of cool some That's of it some dandy stuff some... i'm personally a fan of some of your actual artwork that you've made like you do uh like the one that you did of the person in the box i, I think is incredible i like that one yeah i was happy about it so so what how, like how can people find you what's your red bubble it's drawn a race it's the same it's a brand that i have created all right you can find her there check yeah. it out people it's real good all right people thank you for listening um that's basically the only thing i have to say thank you for listening so anyway um what's the slang that we can say to say goodbye is there some kind of millennial slang or a zoomer you better slang? yoke my horn and that's just no i don't know it's been it's been two realer guys you know what's you know what's zoomer slang bye <laughs> bye